What's up, everybody? Welcome to School. The Connect with Ben and Jeff. Oh, no. Does that mean we're going to become irrelevant in a matter of... No, it means we're going to live forever, baby. Oh, like connect, not yeah. connect. That's right. We're, we've got the hookup. Holler if you hear us. Ben has a truck of stolen cell phones outside. Hey, they, they, they fell off a truck. The truck fell the off truck, a truck. It was a truck of trucks. Uh-huh. It was like one of those trucks that carries trucks, you know? Yeah. Have you ever seen? Yeah, exactly. Um, a tow truck that can ca- carry tow trucks. And then it, that truck fell off the mm-hmm. trucks, and then there was just cell phones in it. Yeah. And then I know what you're going to say. Look, I have a $1,000 iPhone X. I don't need your burner phones, mm-hmm. basically. And what I will say is, that seems like an easy way to get tracked by Mark Zuckerberg. Exactly. Sorry to get it political in here. Mark Zuckerberg is inside your phone right now. That's right. He's, he's not this, in he's, front of Congress. He's in your phone. That's right. Whenever his name is said, every phone, regardless of make or manufacture, perks up and goes, oh, have you seen this USB stick before? It's like a sexy lady R2-D2, and I don't like it. What? Throw that over here. Sexy lady. Oh, I will. One second. I just want to show the folks at home. It's like a... Mm-hmm. This is for the pod... This is for the audio listeners. It looks like a sexy R2-D2 lady. Um, it's weird. Oh. This is, um, this is the Mass Effect lady. Oh. I couldn't tell because her head's a rectangle. Yeah. Yeah. This is the... Um... You know, the Mass Effect lady. Uh, uh, the Asari. PB. I don't know. That's the only name for Mass Effect I can remember. Commander Shepard, PB. That's what Andromeda did. Garrus. It, it, okay. Oh, right. Yes. Garrus. Don't let, let, don't let them take away Garrus's memory. I, they did it. It already happened. They blasted that part of my brain out. They drilled it and replaced it with like that. Liara. Okay. It says the yeah. chat. Yes. Yes. I liked Thane. Now Thane, I could get into. Oh yeah, I like a nice nude Thane. He's the he's the sensitive fish boy. Yeah, fuck shape of water. Mm-hmm. Thane is my real Oscar winner. Yeah, <laughs> also fuck shape of water. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah, not, not good. Not a my household. Not a fan of it. Okay, I didn't. I guess I did not watch the whole thing. I saw relevant bits and pieces. Shown to me by my wife, who was saying, "Come in here, look at this bullshit. <laughs> Come here, look at this gut fish, snoot fish man." Yeah, not hot enough. You ever get to see his junk? I don't remember. Hmm. So we're here. This is the after show of the Giant Bombcast, uh, which is on a feed called Giant, Giant Bombcast Bomb Aftermath. After- <laughs> yes. It's on that feed it's that on, we just said. It's on that feed. I'm going to look and just make sure. Because sometimes people don't know, which I realize. How is, are they hearing this if they don't know? Because they're going to the website, seeing it oh. promoted, and just pushing play. Gotcha. Giant Bombcast Aftermath is what you want to look for on podcast services. Honestly, if you just search for Giant Bombcast, it's probably going to be on there. It's probably going to be on it's there. It's probably going to be number three. Yeah. I'm going to guess. It'll probably be on there. Um, and Yes. So that that's where you find it. Uh, I feel like we get one question every two weeks from from someone saying, "Have you do you still do that show? Because I'm subscribed to this feed and nothing's there." And I'm like, "It's got its own feed, baby. Its own feed." Uh, so look for that feed. 
What am I even saying? Hello. Oh, here, Hi. We're here live. I'm Jeff. That's Ben. Oh. Uh, we are going to take some questions live. If you're a premium member, you can hang out with us live in the chat uh, and ask us questions while we're recording the show. It's 2.15 p.m. on a Tuesday. And is it we're spy- ready for you. Is today Spy Party Day? Is today Spy Party Day? I've gotten two questions about Spy Party. Which hey, means- Mark Zuckerberg, is today Spy Party Day? And he'll say, Hey, Jeff. That's an interesting question. Let's t- I'm going to type Spy Party into the internet. Oh, uh, no, two days. Okay. Two days hence. That's how you use that word. Thursday. Right? Thursday. Hence. Hence. So yeah, we're here to take your calls uh, via Discord or uh, if you're in the chat and just want to send a text question because maybe you're somewhere where you can't call in and talk about uh, fast food or how high you are or whatever um, or both. And, you know, I'm just going to say it now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been working on some alternative methods of getting your question asked on this show. So stay tuned for information on that if you're a premium member. That's right. Yeah. Uh, You can get get a hold of us in in a new third way. The newest way. The newest, the latest technology is what I like around here. Uh, so, yeah, you can use the ask a question button at the top of the chat if you want to send some stuff in that way. Or the instructions uh, are at the top of the chat. That's how to get a hold of us if you want to hear your voice on the Internet, which I understand is a big thrill for all involved. It's great for me. Yeah. Uh, I love hearing your voice on the Internet. Uh Let's see here. A uh, Brinty wrote in here, a uh, new user, wrote in and said, I won a game of Radical Heights. It's bad. But it played You're the Best Around at me and made me want to quit video games. Are uh, video games bad? I didn't hear You're the Best Around, but they played uh, Danger Zone for me. Was that actual Danger Zone or just like a it, knockoff Danger Zone? It was with. It was like, it, it, if it was a knockoff, it was too close for comfort. Okay. Um, and... No video game. Another sh- fine thing from the 80s. Too close for comfort. <laughs> on TV land. I don't know where it's on. No video game should ever try and do you the best around again since Saints 3 did it. Like, I can't imagine a video game moment involving you're the best around being better than in Saints 3 when you're in that wrestling ring and you're chainsawing all those dudes. Yeah, that's probably, that might actually be the best use of that song, period. Yeah. Uh, better than the reference they're making there, <laughs> uh, honestly. Um,. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, video games, yes, they're bad, but we, but they're but that doesn't mean you can't like them. I like a lot of bad things. Fast food, fast food, for example. I Twitter, ate, <laughs> Twitter. Uh, no, I don't like. Eh, <laughs> sometimes Twitter is good. So, no, sometimes I like Twitter. That's actually the right way to say that. Sometimes I like interactions I have on Twitter. Yeah, that's but it's what, mostly that, bad. That's what Adidas stands for. <laughs> Um, I ate poorly in Boston. Yeah? Yeah. It's, you remove me from the controlled environment where, like, I can manage food stuff, and more importantly, my wife can say, don't eat that, idiot. <laughs> what are you, fucking stupid? <laughs> Do you have any mozzarella sticks? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I want some mozzarella sticks. Multiple. I've been, I've been eating pretty healthy um lately i've been doing some intermittent fasting and just like trying to eat less like control my portions a little Uh, more yeah um but i went to fucking town on sunday i ate half of a large pizza and then a burrito a couple hours nice that's wrestlemania right you know (laughs) sit down watch wrestling eat the worst food you can 
You can imagine. No, yeah. what, what was the occasion? Was it just like just you were just living? I was just living. I was just had like yeah. I, it was it was it was one of those things where I had to cancel all my plans for the weekend because we were supposed to get like a torrential downpour. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then nothing happened, so I just was sitting around the house being like, "Well, I've got this half a pizza." And also, my favorite taqueria just reopened. That's a block Sweet. away from my house. Yeah, I can't not go there. It'd be crazy to not go. Yeah, I, I went off the rails in a in a in a way uh, in Boston. Uh, oh, it's a it's a food I town. Went to, I went to town, Boston town. Do you have any Boston baked beans? I the did most not. Famous food? No, no. I went to California Pizza Kitchen because I missed home. <laughs> One time, I went to a. California Pizza Kitchen and the soda was warm. Hell yeah, that's fancy. That's how they like it in uh, Italy. <laughs> they uh, love a nice, hotter than room temperature root beer. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Uh, is what they call. I think that's their slogan. That's, now that's the good stuff. That's uh, the that's good uh, stuff. the good stuff. Uh, Archvile wants to know: uh, Have you listened to the new Cardi B album? No, I have not either. I've I, seen screenshots of lyrics from it that uh-huh. made me giggle. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So top tier hip hop is what I mean. <laughs> uh, I, I will at some point listen to it. I have been listening to the new Dr. Octagon album. How's that? It's all right. It's like the sort of thing where it's so long since the last one, you'll kind of take what you can get because you're surprised that it even exists at all. Uh,. But there are things on it that are still that are still a okay. Um, Dixavid Divix writes in with some codec questions. With the success of PUBG and Fortnite appearing on phones, do you think this will hold back engine updates like Unreal Engine Five to keep all platform capabilities similar? Uh, no, no, I. I don't I don't think that's uh, necessarily going to hold the engine back because, you know, phones are always improving. At this point, phones are improving at a more rapid rate than consoles and PCs. Um, so I don't expect that to be an issue. You know, the whole point of, uh, you know, Unreal Engine and, and Unity and a lot of these other things that, that kind of think about portability as something they want is, is the ability to deploy to platforms at different scopes and specs and stuff like that so uh if anything i think the work they're doing to um you know make that stuff work on phones probably just makes it easier for a lot of that stuff to happen in the future uh which uh which is cool that uh that Fortnite on phones is like surprisingly good yeah, uh, like, like I, I don't think it controls really well, but just in terms of performance playable. and yeah, it's like you, it's it's a video game and you can play it, and and it's still Fortnite. It's still recognizable as Fortnite. I honestly would probably find myself playing it more if I didn't have a commute that had frequent outages of internet, like going through tunnels and yeah. stuff. When I, I want, I my I wanted to try playing it on a plane, uh, but I just like the Wi-Fi was real, real bad on those flights, so I couldn't even stay connected. Um, let's see here. Uh, dark, we, is it dark, we, you 
Yep, that's what that says. <laughs> it's a cool username. Yeah. Uh, with the Battle Royale mode taking over the game space of 2017, what do you think will be the new hotness for a game mode this year? Survival cooking adventure puzzle game is my vote. What do you think? What do you think is next? You got a crystal ball over there? Like, like gaze into it and tell me what the future of video games is going to be. I want to hear it from you. Yes, channel it. Get it going. It's starting to sound... Okay. Okay. It's uh, team-based. Teams of eight. Six, oh, teen, okay, six, I, I thought you said teen, and I was like, all right. Six okay. teams of teens. Okay, team teens. Aged 13 through 17. Wow, the full run of minor teens. <laughs> yes. Yeah, these are not adult teens. Okay. No adults allowed. That's right. Uh, Just like this podcast. That's right. They. Uh, so the genre is called um, Mall Blitz. Mm-hmm. And the goal of the vi- all these video games that are going to adopt this style is that you you start with all the teens in one of the mall spots. Like you got a teen in the food court, you got uh-huh. a teen in the hot topic, okay. uh, the game stop, mm-hmm. and then you know, <clears throat> etc. Sunglass Hut. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, all the hot mall spots. The Sunglass <laughs> Hut. The lids. The place where you get your ears pierced. Uh-huh. Wetzel's pretzels. Yeah. And then uh, there's, there's another Auntie Annie's at the other end, and that's another spot. Well, that's a different a different game yeah. can have a different sponsor. Uh, the deal. knife store is closed. Really? It's a closed down knife store. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, anyway, so each of the teens start at these locations, and it's your job to get one artifact from each of the other stores. But if you come across a teen in the wild, you can kill them and steal their artifacts. Uh-huh. So it's up to you to decide like who's going to stick around at home base and fend off the teens. Yeah. And all the the smaller stores that aren't your major hub locations mm-hmm. offer you items that you can use. So I guess Sunglass Hut would be one of the more minor stores, right? And uh... they're like because they only have one thing. They have the sunglasses, and the sunglass power can you know make you see through walls or something. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of that's what every game is going to adopt. Call of Duty. Um, yeah, Fortnite. They're all getting into mall blitz. That's actually yeah. going to be the the new third way for Fortnite is Fortnite mall blitz. Yeah, they're going to drop everything on battle royale. Yeah, they're like, fuck <laughs> this, this shit is dead. Wouldn't that be great if like Fortnite <laughs> would just became like the biggest game for the next thirty years? Because anytime there was any change into a next massive genre. They just fucking abandoned everything. <laughs> They're just constantly like innovating. Yeah. By... I mean, they've got, they have obviously have the team and the resources to do so. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Mall Blitz sounds a lot like um, Spy versus Spy for the NES or Commodore 64 or other home computers no, of the 80s. No, it's completely just new and original. Put that, put that out there. It sounds like a spin on that. It's a new thing. It's, I just invented it. I'm just going to say that, uh, I mean, that was a two-player game, so your your team-based approach to it uh, is interesting. But yes, collecting all the artifacts. Uh, in, in Spy vs. Spy, you would have to collect a uh, group of items, including one item that was the item that would carry all the other items. So if you didn't have that one, you could only hold one thing at a time and then get to a, a location and escape. Is it in a mall? No, the first... Completely different. Yeah, well, the first one was in like some kind of office building. The second one was an island... And the third one was also an island, but this time snow. Hey, did you ever play a freeware game where you're in an office chair and you have a staple gun and you go around trying to escape the office and shoot people with your staple gun? No. Okay, never mind. Okay. All right, was that a dream you had? or Maybe. Okay. The early days of me having a computer might as well have been a dream. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds good. Uh, do we have a call? We do have a call. Let's take the online. call. All right. Caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi. Hi. Uh, 
Uh, hi. Oh, cool. Uh, my name's Mac. I'm from Idaho. Hi, Mac. That was on my end. Don't worry. That was, yeah. No, that was, he was turning <laughs> up Return of the Mac uh, <laughs> so that we could hear. I have that queued up just in case somebody right, in named case, Mac calls yeah, in. Yeah, it's like we had a. Uh, for a second time. We have an exclusive uh, license deal with Mark Morrison <laughs> that lets us okay. play Return of the Mac. Uh, what's on your mind? Okay. Well, uh, so on Friday, I got diagnosed with pneumonia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I spent the whole weekend stuck in bed basically playing Diablo 3 because the Diablo franchise has always been one that I can just pick up and play even after being gone for a long time. Yeah. It's kind of a comfort food. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering if you have a sick day game, a game that you can go to time and time again when you're sick or just stuck somewhere. Huh. Yeah, thanks for your question, and good luck with the pneumonia. Get the <laughs> cough it out. I don't know what. What do you? <laughs> when in doubt, cough it when out. When in doubt, cough it out. Like the T-shirt says, picture of Garfield. When in doubt, cough it out. It's about hairballs in that case, but uh, great. Thanks for your call. Um, huh? Yeah, sick like day sick games. day game, like game I can kind of come back to at any time. Um. I am always down to play through Smash TV. Oh, okay, that's a good one. You know, it's kind of it's a little mindless. Yeah, like it's finite though. Yeah, so it's kind of that, that's kind of an issue. Like, I actually, Diablo Three is a, a great choice. Like that console version, I, I played a whole lot of of that thing. I'd play a whole lot of Tetris Attack. Mm. Um, just like it, that one was finite in a way too, because the only actually challenging stuff was like end game bosses. And so I would just run through those bosses multiple times in a row. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, there are there are more games that fit the description of like game I end up playing once a year or so for one reason or another. Yeah, and that's stuff like Target Earth for the Genesis, which is a good ass game. When I I got um, strep throat not too long after the Wii came out, um, and are those two things like directly related? Which is which? Answer makes me seem less degenerate. Uh, I mean, I'm envisioning you licking a Wii remote and getting strep throat. Off it was it, the so. strap, not the remote. Okay. Oh. Anyways, um, nothing like a wet strap. <laughs> it helps keep it more secure on your wrist. Definitely. Uh, my, I wanted to like I was home for a week or so uh, out of out of school, and so I asked my parents to just like rent me as many Wii games as possible, and there wasn't a lot of options at yeah. the time. So I ended up playing through every Metal Slug because they had that Metal Slug right, collection, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was pretty fun. That's a good one for being sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then to, to top it all off, the other game they brought home was that Werewolf Sonic game. No, not the Werewolf one. The Mummy, like Egyptian-themed. Was that the Werewolf one? I was really sick. But one of the 3D... Sonic Colors or the one... Oh, no, the, the Sonic Unleashed was yeah. the Werewolf one. If that one was kind of ancient Egypt themed, then that's the one I I played through almost all of. Because Sonic Unleashed is a lot like being sick, in that in, you don't want it to happen. Yeah, in that it takes you out of commission for a little while when you're exposed to it. I uh, I am still hoping that I don't get sick from PAX. Yeah, Jan I, Jan was saying he had a little bit of a sniffles that he was just like praying was was nothing. Yeah. I woke up with a little bit of sniffles, but I'm fine. Like it, it went away. Uh, and but that's the sort of thing where you, ah, well, you know, I was on some weird planes with people who were coughing a lot, uh, and hopefully that doesn't incubate into something over the next day or two. 
But I figure last PAX, I put Matt Kessler's fidget spinner in my mouth and, <laughs> and did not get sick. And you so, also like didn't get struck by lightning. Or, also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like uh, turned to sand. Yeah. So I figure if I can make it through that unscathed, I am probably immortal. Uh, some people are saying secret rings. Yeah, Sonic and the secret rings. That was it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Indeed. People with a lot of wrestling questions, you want to take uh, these? You you have uh, wrestling answers? Yeah, yeah. I'll any rapid. I can okay. answer anything about. Did wrestling. you like Oscar at WrestleMania? Yeah, uh, I didn't like the thi- I didn't like what they did with her, but I think she performed. She sold it. That is one hundred percent the exact right answer, <laughs> top to fucking bottom. <laughs> Excellent work. <laughs> uh, so so sad, what they did. Should have gone. Oh, God damn it. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, Hugenrin. Huge, uh, please explain why multiplayer PvP games are so popular. Their repetitive nature and annoyance at teammates makes me drop them quickly. Uh, I mean, that's the thing you can pick up and play. Uh, and, and just kind of get right in. Well, depending on the game. Like, that's why I play Call of Duty, is because I can fire it up and play it and stop and walk away. It is not a huge time investment. Every five to seven minutes, you are given an opportunity to stop. It is not an hour-long commitment like a Dota or anything like that. Uh, and so it's a good just punch-in, punch-out sort of thing. Right. Also, it has the benefit of, I don't give a fuck about my teammates. I don't give a shit what they're up to. Do we do we win? Do we lose? I don't really care. How did I do? Did I have fun? Did I shoot some people good? Did I shoot more people than shot me? Um, you know, like that sort of stuff uh, is is why that stuff is fun. And because it's pretty different every time, you know, in its own weird way, right? Uh, depending on what you're playing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 you testing your skills. Am I still all right at this? That's what I said as I decided to launch Call of Duty last night for some strange reason. Are you still all right at it? I killed more people than killed me. Hell yeah. That's all I want. Uh, they really, they as really, long as that happens, that's the rule of life. Yeah. If you make it out with a, at least an even KDA, you're uh-huh. good. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's, and that's precisely how it went. So whatever. Um, they put out maps last night but they didn't, had not put out the patch that made the new maps work. So I downloaded the maps, launched it, and then played on an old map, and then went, okay, and stopped. Maybe someday I will see those new maps. Let's take another call. Sure thing. We have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. What's your name, and where are you? Hi, I'm Andy from Texas. Hello, Texas Andy. What's on your mind? Recently, I uh, have been given the opportunity to move into a different house, and we're trying to decide whether or not we want to do it and uh, all that jazz. Now, what this house offers me in particular is space for a garden. Mm-hmm. Now, I've wanted a garden for years, but yeah. have never really had like to do it. Like Where I am right now, the soil is like ridiculously sandy, and it just won't grow anything. Yeah, we're, we have a lot of clay-like... We're on adobe, so it's very sticky in a way that mm-hmm. is good for some stuff, but bad for others. Yeah. So, place is going to have good uh, garden land, so I'm really looking forward to, to being able to do that. So, uh, 
because I am the kind of person who likes to over plan ahead, I am trying to pick out varieties of different uh, vegetables and sort of stuff that I want to have. So, tomatoes. Did you so, know that there are over 200 different kinds of tomatoes? That's a lot of types of tomatoes. That's too many. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's too many types of tomatoes. It's ridiculous. So, if you have ever encountered anything, be it in a game or in a hobby or just a rabbit hole that you went down, that turned out to be way more complicated or have way more options than you ever thought there could be. I feel like that's everything. Uh, Not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for your call. Uh, it's Texas Tomatoes. Oh, man, I, no, I was going to ask him if the house was haunted. Uh, yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Because uh, that's like if you're deciding if you're going to move or not. That's for, and, and you have the option. It's not like, well, I'm for, I have to live here. Yeah. My, uncle, my uncle my uncle passed away right. and the only way we get the inheritance is if I spend 24 hours in this in this house or like oh my house burned down and I need to take the first possible place I can right get exactly haunted or otherwise um I, I you know I wait I want to say real quick yeah it's the uh the Saturday was the one year anniversary of my house burning down which is also the one year uh anniversary of finding out that I got this job so yeah. it's a fun little weird day uh I've got some good news What's that? Your house is on fire right now. Okay. <laughs> Am I going to get bad news to kind of balance that? Uh, you're fired. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Two great things. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, for me, uh, the, it's like video games are an endless series of rabbit holes like that. As you get into different stuff, uh, there are dark ways to go where there's like, it used to be um, MAME. Let's talk about it. It's an All emulator. Right. It's an emulator. Back then, it only played arcade games. And they had rules in, in the 90s and, and uh, in the 2000s uh, where games needed to be a certain age before they would officially support the games in the builds of MAME. Uh, this was mostly Neo Geo stuff where, like, Neo Geo games were still technically coming out. Um and and so but they had done all the work to emulate them so if you downloaded the source code and uncommented the drivers you could compile a version of mame that would play svc chaos and like the last metal slug and all this other stuff i as someone who was buying all those neo geo games um anyway was like well fuck it i'm gonna download the mame source code and learn how to compile source code and that was oh. like the first time i ever <laughs> compiled anything from source and was like making changes to it to try to make it work it's like uh, moments like that where you're like, oh, I've made a breakthrough, and then it just like opens the front right. gates. Yeah, of... and you, you are very quickly reminded of like, oh, I don't, like, if this, if this error is out, I don't know how to fix it ever. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's, that's a case. Yeah, you just start learning stuff uh, and, and realize there's so much more to learn. Old console stuff lately has been the thing that like I'm scared of because... It's like the idea of like, oh, I, I would like to be able to hook some of these consoles up to my current TV uh, very easily or hook it up to capture gear very easily uh, over HDMI and all this other stuff. So like this frame, my, uh, this uh, open source scan converter that I've not bought yet, but probably will. Uh, that's a huge rabbit hole that I don't really want to go down, but probably need to go down because it'll be a fun thing to tinker with. Yeah. That's what led to me suddenly playing a bunch of CDI games the other day. <laughs> It's just nightmares like that, yeah. I, I feel like I run into th this scenario a lot because I tend to play 
a lot of these like hyper competitive or fo- competitive focus games where yeah. it's about you becoming better as a player through like countless hours of practice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, I was watching uh, Grand Finals for Dragon Ball Fighters from Final Round, and I was just going back and I had watched it live, but I wanted to go back and like study it kind of because I've been playing a little bit of Dragon Ball here and there. Yeah. Um, and so like there was one instance in particular that I noticed where Sonic Fox was on the aggression and he was just jabbing a blocking opponent. The guy was crouching and, and blocking and, and Sonic Fox was jabbing. And I was like, okay, he's just laying down jab pressure. And I was like, wait a second, let me just watch this again slowly. And at this point I started to realize he like goes jab, jab, and then he waits a second and he jabs again and then he waits two seconds and then he jabs again and then he jabs, jabs. And I'm like, he's waiting like almost the exact distance of a brain being like, okay, it's safe to do something and then doing a move, right. which would catch that move with that jab. Yeah. And so I was just like watching out specifically for like timing mix up on, on, on block, block uh, on an opponent blocking you. Yeah. And yeah. I just looked out for that one thing for the rest of the match. And I just saw countless instances of like, this, this is stuff I'm not even coming close to thinking about. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's a dark. That's a that's a really wild road. Like, if you want to be the best at a game, like, yeah. there's so like once you figure out one new piece of tech, it becomes infinite. Like scaling on, on how many things you have to apply that tech and, right. and where you have to look out for it, and and then remembering all the tech you know up to that point, and not over relying yep. on the new thing you figured out. And then at the topest level, you're also playing against the player, so you're like, okay, what is Sonic yeah. Fox going to do in this situation? Right. What is Takedo going to do in this situation? Yeah, that's scary stuff. Uh, RC Airman writes in and says, If everything old is new again, do you see multiplayer games returning to large online games with huge player bases at once? World of Warcraft hosts thousands of players online at once, but over time, smaller player bases became the norm. Do you see it swinging back? Yes and no. I think uh, from a technology perspective, I don't think anyone will necessarily do it the way WoW used to do it. Um, and, and the way MMOs used to do it because there's just a more efficient way to, uh, to bring players together now that doesn't require you to run those sorts of servers. Um, but it's the sort of thing that like cloud gaming and streaming games to you and all this other stuff can theoretically kind of do as well when it's just kind of streaming, like processing on one end and just sending you the client data or whatever. Uh, and maybe it might take that form if that stuff sort of catches on. Um, but, you know, right now we're seeing a surge in player counts, really. Uh, you know, like shooters, games that you traditionally thought of as being like 16 to 64 player experiences. Like now you're seeing 100 uh, in a lot of these Battle Royale games kind of become the norm. And, uh, yeah, I think that stuff fluctuates as game design does. But I don't think we'll return to just like, hey, we've got a blade on a server rack and you're going to connect to that one server. I should look it up and see how many players could actually connect to a single WoW shard uh, back then. Because since then, I think they've like joined servers together and, and or, or have like player matching that works kind of cross-server and stuff like that. So even World of Warcraft uh, does it differently now than it did then. And I wonder what the upper limit back then was for number of players both server-wide and also in an individual area, like per zone, if a zone would ever get capped or something like that. Was World of Warcraft, like, huge right out the gate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, like, 
the anticipation for it, uh, people signing up for betas and all this other stuff, it was like fucking no joke day one. Uh, hmm. And so it was impossible to play on day one also. Uh, server queues and all that sort of stuff just kind of became standard at that point. Um, or you, you got used to them because that's just what it was. Uh, they had, to, yeah, but, the, but they had a lot of runs of betas and stuff like that. So people, a lot of people had played that game at that point. Um, yeah, and, and Planet Side is another game that, you know, but Planet Side is kind of, it is a shooter, but it doesn't necessarily feel the same way a tighter shooter does. Like they're, they're building in a lot of, uh, uh, wiggle room to account for the lag that you get out of an MMO, right? Uh, sort of setup and and yeah, but it but it works well enough. Uh, my understanding is we have a call. <clears throat> That's correct. We have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you? Hey, uh, Max from uh, Buenos Aires. Hello, Max. Uh, what's it like? What's going on in Buenos Aires? What's on your mind? It, well, uh, you know, I see Far Cry Five. It has rural America really misrepresented. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way when I see a representation of South America. Yeah. It's just, all we see is the favelas of Rio. We see Bolivia and wildlands. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not really a representation of what South America is, especially today. Uh, can creators do a better job of representing the reality of a largely stigmatized area of the world? And do they have a responsibility to represent what they're actually portraying? It's it's an interesting question, right? Because I I think you're trying to serve a lot of masters at that point, and and I yeah I, I do think it could be more responsible. I think you know like that's an area that like it's only really you know you hear about it a lot, but it only really came into focus for me with Far Cry Five because suddenly it was like okay this is an area that I do know a thing or two about uh, in terms of how it is represented and stuff like that. And you you've definitely heard with Far Cry Four and Three. Uh, people in those areas and you know similar areas being like hey this is super fucked up um and wrong um and and so it's been interesting to finally have it turned uh back on us here in america a little bit uh not necessarily because they did a good job but because specifically they did a bad job um and and i think that's been an interesting thing to to finally kind of see uh for ourselves uh in a way yeah. um as for like yeah i, I think yeah, like like I said, you're serving a lot of masters at that point, right? Because like, w t tell me this: Would a realistic portrayal of Buenos Aires make for an interesting action game? Yeah, I mean, uh, we have areas of the city which are uh, ghettos. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, poor people, largely immigrants, live in that area of the city, and we also have areas of the city that are uh, horribly corrupt in other ways. Uh, so it would be interest. I would love to see Buenos Aires represented in uh, like a GTA style game. I think would be really interesting. But to actually represent the reality of a of a world, we're not we're not the third world. I mean, we're not uh, we're not pulling uh, carts through the city. It's uh, it's a, it's a real place, and it's and it's beautiful. And I've never seen it represented in a game. Yeah, I, and but I, and I, I guess I would say that also, like I, I think a lot of portrayals of everywhere get sensationalized for the purposes of a story, right? Like that's, you know, the, when I think about favelas, I think about Bad Boys Two, and I think about like that stuff just getting like all crushed up and fucked up, and and you know, or, or like that Fast and the Furious that was that was kind of set uh, 
around that type of terrain too and you're just like ah yeah that's super fucked up and it's fucked up that's what i think of because yeah like people fucking live there and it's like a real thing and, and all this sort of stuff um and yeah I, I i think it would be really cool if you could have it both ways in terms of like hey we we managed to tell a really good story or or still have our action movie or still have our uh, video game and that sort of stuff in some of these areas, but they've done right by the area along the way too, which works better for some areas than others, like GTA being set in a fake New York. It's not to say there is zero crime in New York, but the scale at which you are committing felonies in that game in populated areas kind of doesn't happen. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's a, it's a tough one. I think like, I think everyone in, in every line of work should be striving to do better though. Right. I mean, of course, Far Cry Five is is a you know a great example of that uh, in terms of just like hey you know the story elements of this are a real letdown, um, and and the portrayal stuff along the way along with that is like hey all of this stuff could have been portrayed in a in both a more accurate but also a more interesting way, um, so yeah I, I think there are probably ways to kind of meet both of those needs along the way. It's just a matter of like at some point. Just having them well I, I guess yeah I, there are interesting stories to be told everywhere right so i think it probably depends on the type of game you're making right yeah i feel like this whole continent is horribly underrepresented this africa the same way mm -hmm. i feel like uh there's a lot of interesting stories to tell that can be represented in reality i mean imagine a game set uh in like early 90s medicine yeah uh, imagine the idea of uh you know you're somebody going up against uh uh, you know, a drug cartel there. I mean, this is these are fascinating topics that are largely underrepresented. Well, and, and when they do get represented, you know, it, that's the only element of local life that gets represented, right? So it's like, you know, it becomes like, can you tell a balanced view? Because, you know, back then, certainly there were probably people just kind of living their lives and trying to stay away from that shit uh, and, and, you know, generally kind of just being people. But that yeah, part I mean, might not be the interesting story. Yeah, I mean, there's something really interesting about the day-to-day -day lives in other parts of the world. I remember when I would play games based in other parts of the world, uh, Persona, for example. Yeah. Like, the idea of of uh, experiencing that. I would love for somebody to have that experience down here. Yeah, that would be, that would be cool. We'll see how it goes. But I, I feel like decades of record of movie and television history and all this other stuff telling the most narrow... Uh, just kind of plot-focused view of any territory they get into. Uh, I don't know that I have super high hopes for it. Well, yeah. I do. Yeah. Here we go. Here, yeah. Well, let's let's do better then. You start writing a game. Yeah, let's, let's make it better. happen. All right. Thank All right. you very much. Yep. All right. Thanks. See ya. Um, someone here in chat says, well, not a video game. I feel Portlandia does my town justice in that it is not at all accurate and frighteningly accurate. That lines up with. It's not a lot of stuff set in the Bay Area anymore. No, Watch Dogs Two, Monk. Was Monk set here? Yeah. Huh. There was a lot of hills in the intro. Um, Nash Bridges, Bullet. Yeah, that's a hell of a movie. The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a movie. Yeah, I really, I once made. Not once. I made 
my partner watched that with me on our third date. And I think that was probably our worst date. Mm. <laughs> I think that was probably the one that I got the closest to really fucking up on. Nice. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. It was important, though, mm. that we watched The Rock. Uh, RC Airman actually did a little bit of digging. Uh, turns out old uh, vanilla WoW servers uh, and unofficially seem to be able to hold two to three thousand people at once and then the server was uh, registrations were capped around twenty thousand so if you had twenty thousand players already signed up for a server that would be like hey sign up for this other one this one is too full um so yeah two to three thousand at a time that's a high number um but like how many players actually interacted in the same area at once was it more than a hundred because if you don't need that server architecture, it's there are cheaper ways to do it, depending on your your player size and stuff like that. Uh, why Killen asks, why was Planet Side Two such a letdown? I d- I just didn't like the way it felt. That's what I saw. I n- I wasn't really a Planet Side guy, but everyone I know who was was like, there's just something off about it. Yeah, it just kind of like the I f- the. The environments, like when you would raid a base and stuff like that, like a lot of them were just felt way more maze-like and just hard to just get around. Uh, so it felt like I don't, yeah, I don't know. I liked Planet Side One a lot. I I played hundreds of hours of Planet Side One. Um, but yeah, it's been too long uh, since I have played Planet Side Two to necessarily be up on what it got wrong, but. Uh, but yeah, I just remember like the shooting feeling bad and like a lot of the character building stuff that they did in that game. I remember not being great either. Hmm. But yeah, it, it's been a while. Let's take a call. Sure. Uh, let's take this call. But before we do, I just have to warn you, this person's avatar is Rob Schneider. Caller, hello. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you at? Hi, this is um, Rob from Hollywood. Hello, Hollywood Rob. What's on your mind? Um, so, so um, if there was one entire year, or if you could have one entire year, where absolutely no new video games came out, and for a while it seemed like it might go that way, what would Giant Bomb do for that year? Yeah. We would play way more Garfield games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, my immediate thought was, oh, older games and the kind of stuff we do on slow weeks. But then, like, if there's no more video games. For a full year? Uh, that'd be great because there, there are a ton of video games I haven't played yet, <laughs> honestly. Like, and, and, and we could do stuff with that. You know, like, it, it's kind of the cool thing that we've been able to do. Uh, thank you for your call, uh, by the way. Uh it's kind of the cool thing we've been able to do is is to be a little more divorced from the release cycle um and care somewhat less about release dates and the new stuff and and all that it is just to be able to kind of play into that variety um but yeah you know i i play a fair number of old games in my spare time i might my, my wife's out of town so i might do a little streaming this week from home just f- for funsies whoa just to fill the dark void that is my empty oh it's bad if you want to play some vermintide let me know yeah yeah maybe 
Maybe get some vermintide in. Um, yeah, so you know, I, I I end up playing a lot of older stuff, and I think we would be fine. I think a, a mix of like here are games that came out in the last twelve months before the video games stopped that we didn't get around to covering, uh, combined with hey some older stuff and and all that. I think it would be very easy uh, for us to do what we do if there were suddenly no video games coming out, uh, at least for a year. You know, probably two years, honestly. What if we found out there were no more video games coming out at all? That's Does con- that change things? I think it might because a certain amount of what we do is inform people about what's out like and the what giant is bomb cast, up. for example, would be a lot different. Yeah. Because uh, at yeah. least a third to two thirds to all of that show is about new games. Right. And news around new yeah. games and stuff like that. The news around old games, it exists, but not not at a steady clip. Yeah. If if it was like news about old games, it would be like, hey, did you hear that in Super Mario 64, you can press A half a time? And it'd be a lot of news stories like that. <laughs> uh, TJ Henry Yoshi would be pissed at us. Yeah, well... I believe in half a button press. <laughs> I honestly do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, we, yeah, it, it would cause us to change up a lot of the stuff we do to be more built around uh, covering older stuff. And then at that point, you know, maybe that frees up time to where you're like, huh, well, maybe then, you know, are we are we dipping into movies and TV in a slightly more official way or something? Because like you can finally get that all systems Rick and Morty podcast going that you keep trying to get off the ground. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't find any takers on it, so I had to get into Dragon Ball Z instead. But <laughs> but make no mistake, that was going to be fucking. Uh, are you a fan of Wubba Lub Dub Dubs or Wubba Lub Dub Subs? Uh, subs. Yeah, subs over dubs. You get more context. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I, I think that that sort of stuff would actually not be that hard to deal with. Uh, it would just mean that, like, we would definitely have a wrestling podcast at that point. <laughs> um, and, and some of that other stuff would probably, uh, we would lean into a little bit more of that. I, I would try, you know, experimenting out with some more tabletop stuff. That, that's yeah. a big interest of mine. Um, like card games and stuff like that. Like it's it's all gaming tangential, though. I I can't think. Maybe a cook. I would love to do a cooking show. Actually, yep, yeah. Which there's, it's the sort of thing where like that's stuff that we kind of write down and go like, yeah, this is something we're gonna keep on a list here and and think about uh, if we can find a good way to do this while doing this other stuff. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. But at the same time, that's not necessarily where 100% of my interests lie. Like, I like games. I like talking about games. I like playing games. I like hearing about the new games. I like watching uh, companies apologize for the problems with their games that are recently released. And all that sort of stuff is exciting. Like, the business of video games is exciting to me, in addition to the games themselves. So, uh, so that's what I like doing. Yeah. If, that's so, if that stuff was gone, I don't think we'd have a problem. But at the end of the day, I actually, I like, I like. It'd be a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, change the lights says Mark Zuckerberg just finished testifying to Congress about regulating privacy and information on the internet. 
I don't think it would, but do you foresee any ways uh, such regulation may impact video games as they become increasingly online in nature? I don't I don't think so. Yeah, not yeah. really. Yeah, that that sort of stuff. You know, like games already have privacy policies and stuff like that, so maybe you would get to a point where there there might be need to be more disclaimers or more clear language about what gets shared and and doesn't. It would need it would need a controversy to to spur it, like with the came like I mean, all this Facebook stuff is happening. It's been happening for a long time, and it's an issue that needs to be discussed. But it is in the public limelight because of this Cambridge Analytica stuff. Like, there's yeah. no gaming equivalent of that. Yeah. Uh... Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it would be knock on effects of like, oh, because this sweeping change got made to how how your privacy information is conveyed to you on any Internet thing, then maybe something would change with. But most likely it's just like a change in the EULA. Right. Exactly. You know, you're just hitting a one more time yeah. uh, and not reading a thing uh, before you before you get there. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it would it would make any any meaningful change unless it destroyed the entirety of the internet somehow and then we just went back to the stone age and started playing games by ourselves what that's up what come on one player dota what do you think uh i mean it's called last hit trainer and i do it yeah okay. i already do it all right well but if it wasn't training for anything what if you couldn't you know uh i, I guess i guess we would just start having a lot of land parties yeah yeah i'm Big into that idea. Just gonna fucking strap a handle onto your PC and get ready to go. Yep, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my PC and I'm gonna trick it out to be also be an oven so I can cook pizza rolls in it. Smart, very smart. Then I don't have to share with anyone. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Jorsik, uh, Jorsik, Anyway, is there any game that you liked specifically for a mode that was not the mode most others liked it for? Huh. I feel like yes, but I can't. I really liked Kirby Air Rides, um, like City. I forget the name of the mode, but it was the mode where you, it's kind of like an open world, but it, it was very small. Um, and it was kind of endless, and you just fly around and, and do objectives and stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't like I didn't like the main racing mode at all. I think the the battle mode is probably my favorite part of Mario Kart, original Mario Kart, I guess. Yeah, uh, or yeah, uh, I'm um, all about the Chow Garden. Oh hell yeah! Uh, I was actually at a, at a friend's place last night. He's in the industry, and we were talking about Sonic Adventure Two, and he told yeah. he told me his dirty secret of how long he would just try and kill his chows be, to turn them into the cool looking ghost chows as a child. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yep. It's the type of behavior we need to weed out of this business. Yeah. So name and shame. Go on. No. It's a Jack trend. <laughs> that I always knew. That. <laughs> he's back. He's he's in some. Really? Yeah. He started in Jack's back. Um. Bully 2? Yeah. Bully 2, Jack's back. Uh, it's some kind of venture capital firm for investing in games or something. Okay. That was less exciting than running Sony, but also probably a, a fun, good thing for him. Um, 
I uh, held on to free for all modes, like regular deathmatch, uh, for a very long time as games moved further and further into team modes and stuff. Like, I didn't want anything to do with team modes. Uh, it's why I think Call of Duty was so successful is because they made team mode the default, but also made it so you really didn't have to give a shit about what the yeah. fuck your team was doing. I, uh, I, w- I was always a... Uh, my favorite mode in any competitive multiplayer thing was Capture the Flag. I just lo- fucking mm. love Capture the Flag modes, and I know I, like, it was always hard to find matches in it because so few people cared about I just it. Hate, I hate objective-based modes in most shooters. Uh, there's a few over the years that I've that I've gotten into, sort of, but yeah, generally speaking, CTF is not my thing at all. Uh, let's take a couple more questions out of the chat here, and then maybe we'll send it home. Uh, Sounds good. Darth Lex says, "If you were new in the industry now, would you have been interested in being an influencer?" No, as somebody who is new in the <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I'm not new, new, but. Uh, I feel like I am starting to see the first initial wave of backlash against influencer, like influencer I, marketing. Yes, and that sort of. It's stuff. been building, and, and like, like I feel like last couple of years were the years where like it starts to reach the public outside of like the people who are really paying attention to who's right. talking about what, um, and and also outside of the people who are following those influencers. Like I feel like I'm starting to see the initial like. Oh, these people actually are kind of just paid to say nice. Not everyone. I, I'm being I'm being very broad right now. Yeah. But I I am really happy that I can be in this position with, you know, an established outlet that people know coming in. We're gonna try and be objective. We're we're not influenced by outside forces. Yeah. Like, it's 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 sort of stuff that that weirds me out about what a lot of people do are doing in that space. And, and and it's easy to do this. I don't think it's bad. It's just not the choice I would want to make for myself uh, is when people only cover stuff that they are way, way psyched about. Mm-hmm. And so everything coming out of them is like pretty positive. Uh, yeah. I think there's got to be a range. You do fall into even, you do fall into that even with, um with publications and stuff, because for a little while I was the esports editor. Um, for for Destructoid and that involved me writing a lot about big esports event and kind of like my job was to make the public care more about esports so I obviously wasn't going to be talking about I mean I did like write an article about Counter Strike doping and, and right. stuff like that but it, that wasn't my like focus it, it was to like grow this business in a way it's yeah and and I mean you could make the argument that like in some ways our well I actually I just made the opposite argument but like a, a lot of standard publications um are in the business of like they cover video games and if video games did go away they would actually be in some amount of trouble with keeping going uh, so, you know, it was like, oh, well, of course a video game publication is incentivized to make sure that video games keep going as a business, which is, I think, something that like a Jack Thompson used to say sure. uh, when people would report on him, um, which was like a shitty, dumb distraction tactic and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's esports. Like, yeah, you're, it, I was a PlayStation 2 focused editor for about a month. Uh, GameSpot decided to shift around uh, some of the editorial team and focus on consoles uh, the way IGN did it, all, has yeah. always done it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was fucking bad. 
uh, it was it was a low point for me in terms of just like this is not what I want to be doing. Also, at the time, video games were only moving towards being more and more multi-platform. So the idea that I only cared about the PS2 version of Battle Engine Aquila or whatever the fuck stuff was coming out was just stupid. Um, but it did, it you know, and and we you know we, some changes happened with the staff and some people left uh, and uh, and we changed back and fixed the problem. But it was this weird thing where it's like you know if if suddenly you're incentivized by like traffic going to PlayStation 2 related things, then aren't you also incentivized to either be like really positive or really sensationalistic about a thing? Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's a weird, bad way to run stuff uh, when it comes to that. But it's kind of how a lot of things work. You know, that, that's, it, it is a case of follow the money and not to say that every time you follow the money, you will find bad shit at the core but at least understand where a lot of that stuff is coming from, just in case. Um, I had another point, but I don't remember what it was. Follow the money. Follow the money. Yes, that was my point. Um, but yeah, oh, to actually answer the question, would I be interested in being an influencer? I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I you know, had done public access television and had, you know, so like if that was like the, the main option, like would I even know the difference? Right. Um, or, or what, you know, and also I think there are people that you would consider influencers that are still critical of video games. Sure. Uh, that does exist. So I, I think that, you know, the term, the blanket term, I, I, when we use it broadly, uh, I, I think it does sound negative, but it's not to say that uh, every person out there that would technically fall into that bucket is bad. I think there's a lot of great like research related stuff yeah, around yeah. video games. You know, people on YouTube doing whether it's like documentary work or, or you know, just like the hey, we we broke down this super old game in a really weird way and yeah. brought some new insight to it. Yeah, uh, and did some legwork on it. Like, I think that stuff's really cool. And I'm not gonna lie, like you know, hearing about stuff like that Finland trip and just like, you know, events that press used to cover and now it goes out more to influencers. Like, sure, that'd be nice if I could like go on some work vacations. Sure, that sounds nice. But at the end of the day, I think what really separates it in my eyes of the two different positions are at the end of the day, I'm always going to come home and, you know, I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm working I feel like I'm working for Giant Bomb. I feel like I'm working for a company that has a clear vision, a clear goal. Um it's not going to be like okay, this week I'm working for Giant Bomb, in another week I'm going to be working for these guys, and another week I'm going right. to be working for like having that one thing I can kind of go back to a core set of values almost to kind of guide me along in in both yeah. in both it's, my creative process and how I approach games is really cool for me to have. Yeah, I, I think that works out pretty well. Um, if yeah, if it was a case of just like oh, I've got to like I have to stream this game now because that's the game that's paying me to stream this week or, yeah. or whatever like that that does not sound like it is for me. Uh, so I would be a, a beauty blogger. And just write about, you know, just, just like shoot videos, doing makeup tutorials and stuff. Jeff, I have some devastating news. Go on. The um, color on your Garfield is getting a little washed out. It's starting to look like normal. <sighs> well, 
we should probably wrap this show up then. I apologize <laughs> to my fans, my family, uh, to you, Ben. You deserve better, uh, most of all.